Welcome back to Behind the Scenes of Our Best Days. My name is Arvin. <laughs> John. Uh, my name is John. And my name is and Arvin. His name is Arvinian. It's still Arvin. Arvinian. I'm thinking Arvies. I thought I'm of that the other day. Arby's. When I first met John and we really became close, he would say, I'm thinking Arvies when he saw me. And that's a good fast Because that used joke. to be like a commercial in 2021 yeah. <laughs> yeah. when someone's like, ah! Thinking Arby's, <laughs> <laughs> and then we all collectively, as a country, said, "No one's thinking Arby's." Yeah, Arby. everyone was like, "Actually, I've never like, thought who's about Arby's." <laughs> Arby's, and I know that I've talked about this just because I believe in it so much. <laughs> Arby's could be the roast beef of like they could be like a Chick Fil A roast beef. Like, they okay. could because. At least in most of America, Chick-fil-A yeah. was the first place. It was like, we're serving chicken. We're going to serve these four yeah. things and make it really awesome. Yes. Then that's right? right? That's and right. then they blew up. Yes. And mm-hmm. then other people like Canes and all, mm-hmm. and all these other, you know, follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no one is in competition <laughs> with Arby's. No one is serving roast beef. Your local deli is in competition with Arby's. Yeah, and, and then, Arby's, like, and then yeah. like Iru Doherty, my grandgrand. <laughs> she likes who it? Who makes pot roast. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, she like Crock-Pot. Yes. Crock-Pot um, moms are in competition with Arby's. Yeah, that's right. You know, but sliced roast beef? Where are you going to get that? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so yeah. I'm just like, Arby's, stop <laughs> experimenting with pitas and mint chocolate chip shakes. Yeah. And I told you in, in one season, I said I would collect Arby's wine glasses. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Arby just does everything. It's yeah. just weird. Now, yeah. Taco Bell, it's expected. Yeah. For them to They're, have like some brand. weird dial, uh, you know, Baja like. Baja Blast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Baja yeah, yeah. Blast. Right, And right. like Dorito Taco. Yeah. It's Those just crossovers. wild. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is, it, it is definitely like, mm. um, I I don't know, like if tie-dye shirt <laughs> were a food chain, <laughs> it's Taco Bell. When was the last but, time you had fast food? Oh, well. It's been I years. Mean, I like fast food. Sure. Yeah, yes. So my, because I have my kids uh-huh. and I'm, I have to be completely honest, I cook, they're with me. Four nights out of the week, uh-huh. and I cook two, sometimes three nights out of the week, and cool. then the other nights I'm I if we drive through, they love Chinese, nice, and they love Brahms. Yeah, here in Oklahoma, the best. we have this place called Brahms. Yeah, it's got high end ice cream. It's very good. That is not expensive. That's right, and their burgers are like trustworthy. So meat. good. Yeah. Anyway, so Honestly. that would be that yeah. would be the thing. Yeah, uh, same. Oca- occasionally, I will. It's awful, but. There's a Brahms perfectly situated between my gym and my house. I know exactly. So I'll that leave Brahms. the gym and I'll go. I'm just gonna go get. I don't even do fries anymore. I just do two huge burgers and I, I can. So I good. finish them in the car between the gym and the house. Ugh. They are remarkably close to it. <laughs> that is so funny. So you're like, I'm gonna burn off the calories and then I'm just gonna mm, go, take them all back yeah, in. Yeah, and that I tell myself I it's balanced. protein. I'm like, no, it's good because there's meat in it. You know. So uh-huh. you justify. I do justify it. So is this a segue into what we're talking about today? I, accidentally. It is okay. 
So, st- yeah, oh, I love it when we as humans mm-hmm. justify things. Okay, yeah. basically, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, yeah. um, this is behind the scenes of our best days here at Victory. Um, within this entity, we have a Bible college, mm-hmm. a school, K pre-K through 12th. There's a camp. We have two dream centers, one out west, one in North Tulsa, and then we have our church and then two other church campuses. And yeah. in this entity, we do this confession about saying that our best days are right in front of us yeah um that we say before every single whether it's an all staff or a service yeah and this podcast the whole sole purpose of it is for us to talk about the behind the scenes of our best days of our best days because everyone has them that's right if we're honest Mm. with ourselves so Mm -hmm. we just like to kind of be honest about whether it's you know production or or serving behind the scenes at a a church Mm -hmm. you know yeah um and so i do think that or, or the behind the scenes of our lives that's right Okay. Plenty of that. Yeah. So I will justify myself. I will. So th- this is one thing that me and Arvin have been talking about. Yeah. Is when it comes to something yeah. that we know is naughty. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. everyone has a GP, a guilty pleasure. <laughs> a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Okay. A guilty pleasure. <laughs> For me, yeah. you know, there's this. Um, Oh, there's this ice cream place that is about a mile away from my house. Oh, yeah. And the ice cream, they um, they could totally be lying, but they're like, oh, yeah, we get it from Cape Cod. Yeah. And tuck it. <laughs> and, you know, New England really has great creameries. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. The yeah. cream is better in New I England. Yeah. I don't know why. I yeah. just believe them yeah. because I want to believe them. Sure. Yeah. It's fun. It, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And the ice cream is absolutely it is good. so good i've been there rustic gate creamery yeah, that's right they also do a, a pineapple whip oh yes that is so yeah good. i know and you know what i don't mess with fruit stuff <laughs> get out of here fruit stuff i'm like if i'm gonna have dessert i'm gonna go all in yeah. but this is how it but I, I do it on sundays yes you know after i drop my kids off you know i drop my kids off and then on my way home, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's early. It's before 7 p.m. I yeah. talk like I'm a senior citizen. I love it. Because senior citizens have to eat popcorn Honestly, before they're living seven. their best life. Yeah. They're, those see, are their yeah. best days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good for them. And I'm like, I'm just going to treat myself. And yeah. I think the term treat yourself that mm-hmm. came out 12, 15 years ago, yeah. people abused that. <laughs> they go, I will. They, yeah. <laughs> I feel like during COVID, we saw that. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. everyone put on lots of weight. Yeah, COVID weight. COVID weight. Yeah. And and here's the thing. No shame on anyone, <laughs> but let's... I <laughs> The COVID-19. The COVID-19. <laughs> that is funny. Good word on they that. They go freshman 15 and the COVID-19. COVID-19. That's good. That's Man. really bad. Especially what was bad is if it happened your freshman year. Yeah. In college. <laughs> 15 <laughs> plus 19. <laughs> 34 pounds dude. i was b- gonna say 67 yeah. so my math is not good <laughs> but i would justify me going to this ice cream place and yeah. buying three pints yeah because i'm like well, i'm only gonna eat two pints tonight yeah. which is a lot sure and but i'm like oh well this is my cheat day mm-hmm. and people go hard on yeah. their cheat days cheat months yes <laughs> my cheat year Yes. And so anyways, I just think people do it with credit cards. Yeah. They oh, yeah. do it with, yeah. um, you know, like I, for me growing up in church, I'm like, well, I had chapel yeah. like in college yeah. whenever my parents weren't forcing me to go to church. I was sure. like, well, I had chapel twice this week. So I got my God in. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. He's fine. He's so fine I don't have to go to church because right. I already got God yeah. in. Yeah. 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 You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so whenever I would just skip church, I justified it. Sure. But how often do we 
do that all the time i think i think once you become aware of it and this actually stems from a more serious conversation but it's worthwhile to share because everyone has this in their life where we were talking about people we've known and stories we've heard in the past of individuals who they are completely committed to how they want to operate with god in their future and we believe that for them, but their character is not yet in a place. And I can even use myself as an example where your character is not yet in a place where it would be wise on God's part to entrust you with more than you can mm. handle there. And um, stories about folks who in so doing, they've dropped the ball in so many areas. And it's not like a black and white situation where it's like, you have sinned, you're unfit for ministry. It's more so like, oh, I can see like you're, you're, you're able to do this really well, but this other stuff that you're going to probably have to learn in the future. And it's really, really merciful of God to um, present us with that option. But it really comes down to this conversation about, okay, here's a, a habitual behavior you probably observed in your upbringing in your environment that like this is how you talk to people or this is how you speak to yeah. service people or like waiters, waiters or waitresses, waitresses. Yeah. you just saw it happen so you just adopted it yourself right? and then you can either break that that string so 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 basically what you're saying is you're presented with a choice yes and there's only two choices in this case yeah in this case mm -hmm. whether it comes to you know, and, and based on these choices, you can kind of gauge what God will trust you with. That's right. Yeah, precisely. And, and, okay, so what yeah, are the two yeah. so choices? So you either you break the, the curse or the, the, the link yes. or the, the chain, or you justify it. Ooh. And you go, well, there's a reason that I'm this way, and it's okay, and da-da-da-da-da. And so a lot of the—you you see this a lot in the abuses of all the personality tests. I really appreciate all of them. Myers-Briggs, the Enneagram. Bergman, the Enneagram. Oh, yeah, but I remember sitting in a meeting some one day, and— uh, we were assigning tasks and, and like homework, like right. as we go from here. The, and I remember hearing this guy go, well, I'm a whatever number on the Enneagram that he is. And he goes, so I don't really do stuff like that. And I remember being like, oh, wow, that's amazing that you thought you could say that out loud. That's amazing to me. Yeah, but people use that. Yeah, I, it's a crutch for some. Others, obviously, it's in, informative and helpful, the strength finders, things like that. It's really good. But yeah, it comes down to you either break that chain and God's happy to help you. That's why he made you aware of the problem in the first place. Yeah. And or you justify it. And, and then you're that's like, when well, God goes. I'm an Enneagram, too, so I'm a helper. Yeah. And so I actually don't re receive help from people. Right, right, right. And I'm just like, you realize that you can you're just yeah. choosing not that's to. right so you've justified that's right you know that that's a light example another right. example would be like um for instance you know uh for exercise yeah oh yeah i'm so sore yesterday mm -hmm. i worked out so hard yeah and i'm sore i'm definitely good for a day sure sure and you don't show up but if your yeah. goal is consistency right you've just justified your way out of yeah your long-term results not being there that's right because you so it really comes down to character the structure of who you are yeah you know yeah um man yeah yeah it's also i mean if we want to go there the real like devastating place you see it most often especially nowadays is where people will defend behaviors or habits because of the bad things that happened 
to them in their life. Oh, because of trauma. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and there is a legitimate. Sorry, that no, sounds no, like no. I'm mocking. <laughs> no, it's and real. I am mocking, but I'm I'm right now going to yeah. take a moment. Yeah. Everyone who's listening, I apologize. Yeah. I understand you've had trauma. Yes. But let me just say this: everyone has. Yes. Yeah. Some worse than others. Yeah. But your emotions are valid. Sure. Okay. So listen to me. I'm validating yeah. you, mm -hmm. but also. Mm -hmm grow the heck up sure exactly okay. yeah go ahead yeah, yeah yeah i i don't quote this guy often enough but there's something i can't pretend i came up with erwin mcmanus said this he's the lead pastor of mosaic and a few other things and he said um in regard to this topic of like the victimization being justification for how you want to live your life and sorry that i also did these things but all, i was abused so this happened um it's not your fault but it is your responsibility Ooh. And the, Say that again. It's, it's not. Erwin said this. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Man. Yeah. That's so good. Isn't it? You're like, okay, so now you've absolved the person of, like, you didn't cause this. What happened to you was terrible. It's awful. Now it's your responsibility, what you're going to do with it. Yeah, yeah, because there's so many stories. I mean, someone, if those of you who are listening, there's this incredible female evangelist, preacher, master communicator named Joyce Meyer. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Her story is wild. Awfully yeah. bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Of, you know, raped over and over again with objects mm -hmm. and just crazy stuff and beat. And yeah. but yet by the way, by her own father. By her own father. Yeah. Awful. And today she has the largest not just women's ministry. Yeah. Like for a while, yeah. her ministry grew bigger than like Bishop T.D. Jake sure. before a lot of the instrument yeah. preachers yeah, yeah, started yeah. coming Absolutely. out. You know, she was selling out like not churches, stadiums. Stadiums. Yeah. With her message of hope in the yeah. word of God. Absolutely. And so whenever you hear that, yeah. yes, again, I know that things that have happened to my life that mm -hmm. are traumatic mm -hmm. probably don't compare with those of you who are listening or watching. You probably have been through worse things than I have, but I'm also like, there's also people out here like yeah. doing their thing, right? Like right, they right. made a choice yeah. to not justify mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and like be victimized, but to break it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I even think about like, um, you know, <clears throat> it's crazy. David and Saul. Uh huh. So David, oh, wow. um, David, God says, that's a man after my own heart. Mm -hmm. David killed people, mm -hmm. slept with his friend's wife. Yikes. Yeah. All of these things. Danced naked. Yeah. Killed that friend. Yeah. Killed yeah. that friend. Yeah. 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 Like, um, had issues. Yes. Lots of issues with yeah. his kids and all these things. Yeah. Saul, mm -hmm. you never hear of issues with his marriage. Right. You never hear of issues with Saul and his son, Jonathan. Jonathan, mm -hmm. Even though he's like, my dad is crazy. He died next to him. That's right. Served him. Yeah. So if you're to put two next side by side and you're yeah. to look contextually, yeah. you're kind of like, David is a hot mess. Right. Um, You know, like sure. he definitely does not deserve to go to heaven. Right. He definitely is not saved right. because of this. Yeah. And you look at Saul, you're like, mm -hmm. oh, stand up, man mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. But what God said in the Bible was. Saul disobeyed me. Mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. broke mm -hmm. that. Like I told him to do this. And remember if, if you read in the old Testament, yeah. Saul justified whenever mm -hmm. he was supposed to destroy this, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the army and all of their cattle and all this stuff. Yeah. Well, he kept some stuff and he justified it right. 
for the people. That's right. Which comes down to fear of people. Yeah. Instead of fear yeah, of God. Right, right. Exactly. Which is wild. Yeah. And it cost him everything. It cost him everything. Yeah. To where David was consistently going back into the presence of God. Yeah. I screwed up. Yeah. I'm wrong. Right. I can't do this without you. Yeah. Lord, help me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It is crazy. Yeah. If you're like, didn't grow up reading the Bible and yeah. you were to look at both of them, yeah. you would be like, well, this guy's more perfecter. Right. Right. right I know right. that's not a word. I yeah. said that on purpose. But you get it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you get it. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? 100%. Yeah. And what I'm saying is David never justified. Yeah you know, the things that he did. Right. And he had lots of issues. So I'm not saying that like, you're not yeah. going to have flaws. Right. Cause the man after God's own heart had flaws, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, anyways, I just thought that was interesting. It's very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So as we, the, the reason why it's important that, um, that we do and, and every single one of us has a thing that we know, mm. Okay, we're justifying in this mm -hmm. area. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. not everyone is 10 out of 10 in every sure. area of their life. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they're like 11 out of 10 in fitness, mm -hmm. then, you know, they may be a 5 or 6 out of 10 in their marriage. Yeah. Or maybe their marriage is amazing, their fitness is amazing, but mm -hmm. there's a disconnection with their kids sure. or they're yeah. crushing at work. Like, mm -hmm. it is hard to be an 11 out of 10 or 10 yeah. out of 10 on everything. Yeah. So no one expects that. Right. Right. I mean, that's where the grace of God comes in. That's where our relationship with God of like God, yeah. Holy Spirit, I need you. Yeah. You know? But I do think that there are people wanting in this world, you know, um, influence. Mm. That's why they're called influencers mm -hmm. and people that are like really seeking to do something great with their life. Yeah. I'm in my mind. Now you t you correct me if I'm wrong. You just need more breaking then you need justifying mm -hmm. if you're wanting to yeah if you're wanting to position yourself for the favor of god yeah well it really what it is is a complete uh transition in how you think because you would we're taught as we grow up once you become aware of things you're doing wrong or have done wrong we are taught to fear the consequences but it's a really beautiful truth that god as our father um it is it's actually, this is, I think, why Paul wrote he, he rejoiced in his weakness. When yeah. you become aware of something that you've been doing that has been causing you or others harm, short-term or long-term, there is a, uh, if you're tapped into the heart of God and you trust God, that's good news. Yeah. Because he's gifted you with this awareness and he's capable of breaking it. Right. And, but he, here he has made you aware of it out of his mercy. Yes. So to 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 live an entire life and I've I've had the privilege of speaking to certain people in their 60s or 70s. There's a gentleman I know who's in his late 80s. And the awareness of what he's done in his life that's caused harm to his family, his former wife and kids, all that stuff, it arrived at him in his 80s. Mm. And he's like I wish I'd knew, known this you know, he looks at me like I'm a kid. He goes, when I was your age, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Um, and I think there's a lot of beauty in that and, and yeah. changing the way you look at it. So when you become aware of uh, the issue that you have, it's really good news. And I also think hidden in this message, if you zoom out from it a little bit and just let it 
marinate for a while, hidden within this idea of how we relate to ourselves and God is the key to how to treat people. Because That's true. God's heart in this is that I am capable I, on this day in 2011, I can celebrate with you for something that you just brought to me and we're breaking it. And I still know if this was God's stream of consciousness, I still know what you're going to have to break in 2015 and 2021 and 2027 and 2042 that he does not sit there and go, well, you're not, you know, it's not 2042 yet. I'm, he doesn't hold the future against you. Wow. And that's so such, that's so refreshing. It's a, if you are intimate with that perspective for a while, you start to see people that way and you go, wow, this person you can see the stuff they have to work on. You can see the character flaws they may have. But because of what you understand God has treated you, how he's treated you, you're capable of celebrating with them this, what you might consider minuscule victory, because you're like, well, I'm not going to hold that. God, like God knows, as I'm sitting here right now, and we're recording this in July of 2023, uh, there are so many things in the future that I'm going to become aware of, that I have to get better at, that I have to learn. And the fact that they exist is not bad news. It's good news. I'll be happy to be like, oh, I got to break this. I got to break. And there's a predestined time to do that. Mm -hmm. So everyone I meet is on the same path. And so uh, hopefully, unless they're justifying what they're doing. So all that to say, it, it makes me appreciate and like people that you wouldn't think I would appreciate and like yeah. because we don't have things in common. We maybe don't have aesthetic tastes in common. We maybe don't have preferences in common. But if you're a person who's saying, when I become aware of what I need to improve, I don't justify it. I want, I write it down. I work on it. I want like, I can, I can sit down and talk to a person like that, no matter how many differences we have in our faith or beliefs. I can, I can sit down with someone like that for a lot longer than right. someone who might share all my beliefs. But when they're made aware of something they need to, to, to work on, they're like, uh, I mean, you know, think about it. Like, I, I just, uh, my dad did that, uh, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? They're like, I'm Irish. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. People exactly. used to blame their, That's true. their bloodline. Yeah, yeah, stuff. exactly. Like, I don't know. Don't blame me. I'm yeah. Italian. Yeah. So I yell at mm -hmm. my wife. Mm -hmm. and, um, <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Like, you don't you, have you to. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, I love what you said, how God doesn't hold our future against us, even yeah. though he knows it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so question. Yeah. <sighs> an example of when you justified instead of broke and and i'm thinking oh, sure. about specifically in like a role that you do here at church mm, okay you want a real embarrassing one transparent yes. one um i've been on staff for several years now i've been at victory as a church member um and like my dad's iranian church meets here so i'm a pk all that stuff for a long time 20 years at least um there have been times where I go into a project and my secret motive, my secret deadline is this is going to earn me approval and applause of Christian people. Mm -hmm. And it's going to get me in good standing with my Christian leaders. And that's what I want out of this project. But then I make the mistake of consecrating the project to God and going, Lord, do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're going to do both of those things, 
the stronger one is going to win. So yeah. when God's like, okay, are you sure? So what's happened in the past is I've been made aware of, okay, my commitment to this thing and my motive for this thing is in conflict with what other people are willing or unwilling to commit to it as well. Yeah. And so the temptation there is you can, Arvin, you can coast and still make them happy. Mm-hmm. If I'm real honest, at this point in my life, I know how to play the song of pleasing Christian people. Yes. I can I can uh, partner with you to write a script that makes Christian audiences real happy. Yeah, and like golf clap. Yeah, and they go, this is great. Yeah, this and, is good. Uh, and it's enough. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is God and I, on the drive home from those events, it's like, well... I brought you I brought you here to grow. Right. So you just want to coast and please those people cuz you it's you you consider it easy. You're going to justify continuing to do that and then you're going to ask me for more? Mm. You just buried your gift. Yeah, that's the story of the talent. That's right. Whereas you're like I I if you were to go the other route and go God, I I see that um I'm doing this for man. I'm doing this for the applause of people and for my leaders. And um, there is a lot of stuff here that I, if I was to throw myself into it more, if I was to work harder, if I was to pay more attention, if I was to dedicate more time and commitment and courage and have more difficult conversations and have more nuanced moments, that it would grow me as a person and it would uh, improve what we're actually doing, even though that may not always be exactly welcome on the front end. You know, it's like, let's push the, the, the limit. Envelope. So yeah. that's my, my one, one of my examples where sometimes I'm like, to summarize it, um, I feel tempted to justify coasting on what has worked in the past, um, t- t- compromising into the neglect of what God's trying to create in the future. Right. You know, and then it's like, that's a miserable place. It really is. And I feel like that's where people get frustrated as creatives if they work in church. Yeah. You know, if you work in church after four years and you're a graphic designer mm-hmm. and your pastor says, hey, we did this series called uh, Daniel in the Lion's Den. Yeah. You know, back in 2019. Mm-hmm. Do you still happen to have that graphic <laughs> yeah. or that media package? Yeah. And in your mind, you go, oh, yeah, that's a simple copy and paste. Four years ago, people don't remember the branding of this Daniel in the Lion's Den sermon series. We can literally do the same thing. When you do that, you then have not stewarded the gold or the chance. That's right. Stewarding the chance that your pastor is giving you, that your leadership, that... um, that that God yeah. has. Yeah. And so when you do that, then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, don't be surprised if that creek begins to run dry. That's right. You want a, a biblical example? Say it. This has occurred to me recently. It's very interesting because it's the challenge occurring in my chest right now. When Joshua leads the Israelites toward Jericho, there's this whole moment with this angel, the commander of the Lord's army, whatever. They defeat Jericho. Mm-hmm. And they do it by having the entire population of people surround Jericho. They do the walking thing. You remember the story. Um, The next challenge they have is a small town, way smaller than Jericho. And he sends these scouts to go look at it. They come back and say, they are so much smaller than Jericho. We only need a small percentage of our army to go. They go and they get beat really badly. Yeah. And so what I want to point out is that 
the rest of Joshua like four through 12 is them demolishing everybody. Yeah. They're just winning, 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 winning. After the whole thing with it's, it's the city of I, AI, um, no relation to artificial intelligence, unless maybe, unless Ooh. maybe you tell us, um, anyway, but it is, it is, it is interesting that's that it right. was I that tripped them up. <laughs> It's so true. They then they, they come back and then it says, and you'll notice in every battle afterward, Joshua goes to consult the Lord and God goes, take all of your army. Yeah. Leave no doubt. Yeah. Blitz Don't, all everybody, night. Everybody goes. That's everybody evil. goes. Yeah. And then the next battle. So they go, they beat I handily. Then they go to the next one. Joshua has learned his lesson. He goes to the Lord and he goes, right, take all of your army. Take all of your fighting men. Right. So it wasn't about the number of people. It was about, are you going to give me everything you have? Because the victory, you, I mean, walking around Jericho does not weaken. Like, that's not a real thing. It's right. obedience. Right. So right now, that obedience. perspective of you could sit there and, and measure like, oh, well, how much do, do I really want to care about this? Do yeah. I really want to? Th and then it's the challenge for me has been don't even concern yourself with the consequences or the results, yeah. obviously within the boundaries of being healthy and, and godly and stuff. Right. But take all like how many fighting men does Arvin have? Yeah. They're going to all go after this fall film. You're yeah. going to all go after this day. They're all going to, you don't have a meeting until nine o'clock that day. You're not like 4 a.m. Let's see what, let's see yeah. what, the, cause I know I can. And so that internal bubbling brook is starting to get more and more concentrated. You're driven by fire as opposed to a job responsibility. That's right. Yeah. You're driven by conviction. Yes, that's right. As opposed to just like, that's right. I feel like getting up early today. Right, right. I, I've yeah. come to disregard okay. it. Yeah. So w what's yeah. unique is it, so I, I coach yeah. with students Yes. and you will see this in specifically in high school sports. You will see some kid who is playing a certain sport, let's say basketball, and I mean works his tail off, mm -hmm. you know, freshman year, sophomore year, breaks in the starting lineup, yeah. has an incredible junior year yeah. to where it is like amazing. Yeah. And then because he has an incredible junior year mm. and he dominates, he justifies yeah. and coasts. Yeah. And then his senior year, everyone is amping and hyping it up. Mm -hmm. And I know some of it has to do with anxiety and sure, stuff. Sure. But you see people who have standout junior years underperform their senior year because their their work ethic yeah. their grind their you know uh, weight room training skills yeah. going to extra camps playing yeah. on an AAU team all of those things um they did not go to the next level after they were great mm -hmm. and i think that all of us have uh, that's the story of multiplying your talents yeah once the guy with two talents, the guy mm -hmm. in the middle, mm -hmm. once the guy with two talents got four, yeah. guess what? Next time he multiplies, he's going to have eight. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like someone who has two talents, their junior year, and they multiply it, they have four. Mm -hmm. Their senior year, they should come in with eight talents. That's right. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's just the stewarding of these opportunities, you know, where sometimes, you know, I guess it's like... Um, yeah, it's like coasting versus giving it your best, you yeah. know, justification and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh man, okay. Um, for 
All right, one thing that I just want to say, if you are listening to this and you work at a church, there is something. I absolutely love youth conferences. Yeah. I think they're amazing. Absolutely. The presence of God is awesome, yeah. all that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. Most students, if you ask them, hey, man, wouldn't it be amazing if we got Rich Wilkerson Jr. speak at our oh, youth yeah. conference? All of the kids would go, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Nor do they care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Students want to hang out. Yeah. They love worship, mm-hmm. but like, and here's the thing, Rich Wilkerson Jr. is the, one of the best preachers Top I've ever tier. heard. Top tier, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying, there is sometimes with youth conferences, yeah. the people who are the most about yeah. it are the youth pastors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or their youth leaders, yeah. right? Yeah. Kids are like, wait, is there free food? Right, right, right. Is there like yeah. worship? Do we get to do a dance battle? Can I do a lip sync battle? Yeah, yeah. They look forward to that the more fun. than a guest speaker. Yeah. Or than like a guest, um, like music artist. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And it's tough with like a Christian music artist. Yeah. All of these kids. Yeah. You know, I just don't know. Anyways. Yeah. So what what is unique is like. Um, I think that there is within ministry, we have certain things to where we're, we're hanging our hat on our junior year mm-hmm. Interesting. and we're not recreating again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. And I, this is nothing against any type of sure. conference. It's, of course. you know, whenever, when I was growing up, yeah. we had a nursery conference yeah. and a children's conference. I remember that I was there. It was bonkers. We yeah. had, guest speakers come in to speak to kids and then one night we had a magician who had a packed altar call nice and their sin disappeared yeah <laughs> lit on fire lit on yeah. fire yeah 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 um Pulled salvation and it, yeah and w- one night there was like a juggler who also did worship it was just weird <laughs> so weird but anyways but then what they began to do was they were like, hey, during conference, if you have all of these adults yeah. visiting the adult conference to hear these great speakers yeah. for kids, like, let's make room for them to hear the voice of God. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to a guest speaker, like, what can we do within our services to really set it up and really explain and even do arts and crafts? Everything is about hearing the voice of God. Sure. And so Pastor Amy kind of reinvented. She's the one who kind of stopped. Wow. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and now I'm not saying that the way we do it is is the right way, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, wow, it's so cool that you visited almost like a sacred cow. Yeah. yeah. Or you visited something that like, mm-hmm. man, every time we do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. it's an ace in the hole. Sure. Sure. You could justify and be like, yeah, let's do it again. Sure. You know. Sure. Or, whenever you revisit it, mm-hmm. you're like, let's not just see, treat this like AI. Yeah. Let's not just treat this like right. our senior year after standout junior year. Yeah. Like, what would it look like? Like right now, we're writing, um, we are rewriting a Christmas script mm-hmm. that we did of this Christmas production in, I want to say, 2017. So yeah, we feel like, you know, whenever we started doing these productions. I felt it in my heart. I don't, I don't got, I did not hear the audible voice of God, but it was like, John do seven years mm-hmm. of Christmas, seven years of Easter. Yeah. Um, and write those scripts. Yeah. Then after the seventh year, revisit those scripts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we are now, I think getting ready to start our third year of doing it. Yeah. So, wow, we've been doing this for 10 years, Man. but, and, and then fall films kind of got looped yeah. into that. Yeah. 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 So now we are revisiting old scripts and when I listen to the songs that we wrote mm-hmm. 
five or six years ago, mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, these will work. Mm-hmm. We already have choreography to these. Sure. This is very easy. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. that's a temptation for right, me. Right, right. But I just couldn't sleep at night. Yeah. And, you know, on mm-hmm. Monday I came in and I was like, I just want us mm-hmm. to relook at this. And you had already done a good job of revamping sure. the script. Some updates, yeah. But I'm just saying like being a steward of what is the now thing that God is doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so anyways, that's yeah. just my two cents, but only you can make the change. <laughs> that's a good quote. That's trademarked for yeah. us. From that's all ours, of you guys. Yeah. That's Don't what, steal it. Dude. No, actually, you can steal it. You just got to credit me. You can, you can borrow go, it. Dude. That's just my two cents, but only you can make the change. <laughs> and then you can tell people, get We're it. We're going like to forget we came up with this and someone's going to say it to you in a lobby and you're going to go, that's great, man. <laughs> and I'm going to go, wow. And then I'm going to put it in a script. Yeah. I'll be like, I'll credit man in lobby or woman in lobby. Yeah, you know. it could be. Yes, it could yeah, be. Yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> hey, we hope, I, we hope today was... A revelation. Yeah. Right? It could have been. Up to it you. It could have been. It's or maybe you, you rewind. Or maybe you rewind. Or maybe you just justify it. And you throw everything <laughs> that we said That's right. out the window. That's Not right. that what we have to say is like really profound. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's why I like yeah. doing this podcast. And that's why we're on season six. That's right. All right? Because it's like, okay, we feel conviction. Yeah. God hasn't told us to stop yet. Yeah. Um. So anyways, but we just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you. We love you, and we We will see you you next time. Bye, guys.